there are counselors, there are doctors, there are pastors, there are um, people that you might even be surprised to find out could relate if you just open up. And it can be scary to open up and be vulnerable and tell someone that you're struggling, but that's the first step. When, when we bring what is in the darkness into the light, it loses its power. So excited tonight to have with me one of my all-time favorite artists, Lydia Laird. Glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here. And I want to talk to you about a ton of different things. I know we got a lot of ground to cover, but since the very beginning, when you started in Christian music, um, you've kind of made uh, your platform mental health. Mm -hmm. And may, with May being Mental Health Month, I thought that'd be a good place for us to start. How did you kind of adopt that as your um, platform to talk to people about. Kind of tell us the backstory about that. Sure. Well, I don't think when I started out in music, I wasn't planning on adopting that as my platform. Right. Um, but it was a big part of my own personal story and journey. And I had struggled with different aspects of my mental health uh, since a very young age yeah. and always thought that it meant I had a weakness or a break in my faith. And so I never really talked about it. I always just kind of dealt with it with me and God, felt like, okay, I just need to confess this sin, pray this prayer, read this scripture. And for years, even as I was pursuing my calling in music, I wasn't fully where I needed to be. And I think it was because the Lord knew he needed to take me through my own journey of freedom, truly, sure. with my own mental health. Yeah. Um, and when I kind of came to this place where I realized, oh, it's okay to address this. It's mm -hmm. okay to not be okay yeah. and to ask for help and to reach out. That was when I was like, oh my goodness, I want to help other people become free in the way that I have become free. Mm -hmm. So true. And I think God positioned you at exactly the right place at exactly the right time because that was even before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so all during the pandemic, I watched you on social media continue to speak hope mm -hmm. and life into people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons that we love you so much because your heart goes so far beyond the music. And that's what I want people to know about you is that you're so you're so much more than just a song on the radio. And uh, so talk a little bit about that and what you've seen, the reaction from different people on social media. Sure. I think... I think anytime we are vulnerable with something that we struggle with ourselves that maybe is messy mm. and doesn't look like, I mean, we're all on social media. We see that people kind of put their best selves forward or right. put this image of something that isn't necessarily realistic, isn't something we can compare to. But I've noticed that when I am vulnerable, even in situations where I'm like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have said that, or maybe, you know, maybe it'll make them think less of me if they know I dealt with depression this week majorly, mm. you know, because I'm on a platform. I'm, mm. But no, it does the opposite because it truly does tell others that they are not alone. You know, C.S. Lewis has this quote that's like, true friendship is born the moment someone looks at the other and says, wait, you too? Yeah. I thought I was the only one. Mm. And I love that because truly when we realize, okay, we're all broken. Yeah. We live in a broken world and we have a savior who's walking through that brokenness with us, but he knows that we're going to struggle and he doesn't shame us for that. And we shouldn't shame each other either. And why do you think that's so hard for us as believers to talk about that and to address that? I mean, because like you said, you always felt like it was a weakness. Why do you mm -hmm. think that is? I think it's a misunderstanding of the gospel, mm. honestly. Um, yeah. I know that when I struggled, and I still, I'm not going to lie to you, there are still times sure. where I'm like, God, wait, do I feel this way because I did something wrong or whatever? You know, the enemy is constantly trying to steal our joy and condemn us. Mm. He just is. That's what he does. Yep. But I think it was a struggle for me, and I can only speak from my perspective, um, of this very performance-based view of the gospel, of mm. thinking, you know, if I am to walk with him, and if I am to feel peace and feel joy and feel all these things, then it, it's going to be based on something that I'm good enough, right? Yeah. And it yeah. was a subconscious belief because I yeah. was taught the gospel that it was by grace, through faith, not yeah. of myself. But still there was this thing of like, 
I'm a Christian kid. Like I, I've been a Christian since I was born, basically. Like I'm a PK, you know, I shouldn't struggle like this. Um, and it was almost embarrassing to let people know because it, it felt like maybe I was failing mm. or shameful. And also like they would look down on me, you know, mm. or, or think maybe she's not honoring God in some area of her life. And that's yeah. why she's struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then that wasn't kind of the end of your journey. You've had some other things pop up that people think, I know this because we hear people say it all the time, but people think when they see you on a stage or when they hear you on the radio that you live this rock star lifestyle <laughs> and that you're always, you know, doing the rock star things. But that's oh, not yeah. been true for your journey. No. So kind of fill us in on what's been going on with you and how you've been continuing to, you know, push back those voices and to say, no, I'm called to do this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially anywhere in the Christian world, when you make an industry Christian, which is mm. honestly kind of hard to do because yeah. we can be Christians. Right. What we do is not Christian. It's, it's a representation maybe right. of what we feel called to. But um, there have been many times in my career or whatever that people are like, oh, you're on the radio. Oh, you're doing these things. Wow, you must really be killing it. Like I had somebody recently go, so you must be making a lot of money, huh? And I was like... <laughs> Like, um, have you ever been like a missionary or like, <laughs> talk to like a pastor or like anything? Because a lot of people who are doing ministry or, or, or in this world, mm. you know, as they're calling, some of them, yeah, good for you guys. Yeah. Me, me on the other hand, it's been a journey. It's been, okay, you know, a couple steps forward, a couple steps back. Um, I, I signed a record deal with Sony right before the, the pandemic and then the pandemic happened. I couldn't tour and all this stuff happened and it kind of felt like a perfect storm of maybe this isn't what's going to work out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yet every time there's been another hurdle, I have prayed and I've asked God, I've said, Lord, give me confirmation. Is this still what you're calling me to? Because yeah. I am very imperfect. I am very messy. I, you know, when you feel called to something, you kind of leave everything behind. My family's in a different state, you know, all these things. But he will always confirm and he will always, even if it's not through a feeling, um, he will logically tell yes. you and say, no, keep going. He'll yeah. confirm. And that's, for me, that's what it's been. Every time yeah. I'm like, I kind of want to give up. No, yeah. not yet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm not going to tell you who told me this, but I, a little bird whispered in my ear that the stuff that you've been writing is phenomenal. <laughs> and is probably the, your best yet, which Aww. I find hard to believe because I think everything you do is great. That's so sweet. But um, I'm so excited to hear yes. all your new stuff as well. And so I want you to talk to somebody who is struggling with their mental health mm. and they're struggling to find anybody who understands. What would you say to them? Uh, first of all, I would say you're not alone. Mm. It may feel like you're, you're alone, but something I've even in the last few years told myself is feelings pass. Mm. They're just a moment. Yeah. And our life is going to be made up of a lot of moments. There's going to be good ones. There's going to be bad ones. I'm a very high and low person. I struggle with being in the middle sometimes. And so yeah. I'm like, when I find myself in a low moment, I have to remember my high moments. It'd be yeah. like, okay, this isn't going to be forever. But secondly, you may feel like there's nobody else out there, but I promise you there are. I'm, I'm one. So like, <laughs> hey, hit me up on social media. I right. always respond. Yeah. But also there are counselors, there are doctors, there are pastors, there are um, people that you might even be surprised to find out could relate if you just open up. And it can be scary to open up and be vulnerable and tell someone that you're struggling. But that's the first step. When, when we bring what is in the darkness into the light, it loses its power. I love that. Really I love that. Say that again for the ones in the back. Yes. <laughs> for the ones in the back. <laughs> that's when, right. we, when we bring what is in the darkness into the light, it loses power. And the enemy, one of his biggest lies is to say, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even just talking mental health, depression, anxiety. I'm, I'm talking about even sin issues, addictions, whatever sure. it may be. Like, we are all human. We are all broken. And sometimes we think, 
if they only knew the skeletons in my closet, they wouldn't love me. They wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, if they wouldn't, then those are not the people you need to be talking to about this because they probably are not free in the gospel themselves. Yes. But second of all, my sweet daddy told me a long time ago, I remember I moved to Nashville. I made a mistake that I thought was so bad. I came home, cried on the living room floor and said, Daddy, I just feel like I need to tell you this. And thank God my dad is such a good example of who Jesus is because he cried with me and he said, Honey, if you knew all the skeletons in everybody's closets, mm. you'd be amazed. Mm. At the end of the day, we are all in the same boat. And it was that moment of confession or even just being honest that set me free because mm. it was like, I'm not alone. Yeah. We all struggle. And, and in the church, sometimes Satan tries to trick us into thinking we need to look clean. We need to look like we have it all together. But the church is supposed to be more like a hospital. Mm. And I think we forget that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Such good stuff. Um, how can we best pray for you where you're at right now? Yeah. Um, I think praying for strength mm. and for um, just, you know, I'll share this. I mean, right now my, my family's going through a lot. We just found out out of the blue that my, my sweet dad has stage four cancer and it's all throughout his body. And it, it was kind of, you know, we're shell-shocked. It yeah. was not something anybody expected. He's our hero. Mm. He raised 10 kids to love Jesus and he's the best man in the world. Um, and so watching him walk through this, it's been hard and it's, something you can never prepare for. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people have walked through this journey ahead of me and it's just, I'm sure they would tell you, it's just, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And as a believer and as someone who does have a platform for God's glory, it's easy to be like, man, I need to still seem okay. And right now I'm really not. Like right now I'm, I have good days, I have bad days. And the only thing that's getting me through is knowing Jesus, knowing mm -hmm. that he is my foundation. Mm -hmm. if, if my foundation was anything else, this storm would be knocking me over. And, Absolutely. but there are days where I have to remind myself that peace is not always a feeling, it's a knowing. Mm -hmm. And so what do I know? Yeah. And, and what do I know about God? And so if I could ask for prayer, it would be that, that God would help me to be a good steward, even in the midst of all this chaos right now of trying to figure out how to balance family and sickness and, and my calling. And, you know, I'm working on my first full record and it's amazing the timing of all these things because I didn't know this would be happening as I was releasing these songs about mm. the heavy, the healing, the holding. And um, I want to be faithful and it can be easy to get distracted when so much is going on and it's heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so just that I would stay in the word, that I would stay around people who are going to point me to Jesus when, I'm, when I am struggling. Yeah. Um, and also just for my family in general because yeah. God is who he says he is and he's faithful even when we don't understand but those feelings, they'll mess with you sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want you to know that you've got a family here oh, at the I Light do. FM because you came through on a radio tour and little did you know you're going to get these crazy <laughs> brothers and sisters. You already had nine other ones, yeah, but you got, got a whole one. host of them because we fell in love with your heart mm. and we feel like God has kind of knit our paths together. And so we're standing with you and oh, praying for you and we believe in you, and I want you to know that we think you're so gifted, and we can't Thank wait you. to see what God does with you. Thank you. I so. love y'all so much. We love you. I'm telling you what, this girl, go check her out, Lydia Laird. Thank you for listening to this edition of the What Hope Sounds Like podcast.